Hello, welcome to another episode of 177 Nations of Tasmania. Myanmar, known by some as Burma, is a country that has been essentially run by the military for several decades. Minority groups in the country, of which there are many, have been a target for the military, being killed or driven off their land and consequently forced to flee to live in refugee camps in neighbouring countries. One such group are the Karen people, who live in a province in the southeast of Myanmar bordering Thailand. It is estimated that around a million Karen live in refugee camps in Thailand, with currently little chance of return. Most of the Myanmarese who have settled in Tasmania in the last two decades or so are from the Karen community. And in this episode, I am speaking with one of them, Gayne, who fled Burma with her family as an infant and arrived in Tasmania at just 12 years of age. She explained some of the challenges Karen people experience in Tasmania, particularly with language and employment, and also how the community comes together to enjoy some celebrations and traditions here in Tasmania. If you were wanted to explain to an Australian local a bit more about who, who Karen are, what 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 words the key things you would so, say? So, for example, if people ask me where you're from, I'd be like, I was born in Burma, live in refugee camp in Thailand, but but I am Karen, which is spelled K-A-R-E-N. You know, I spell out for them, or else they would you know misunderstand with another culture. But what, what distinguishes, do you think, the, the Korean, Korean culture? So a lot of, I think, a lot of people doesn't really know, but we, I just explained to them that we are an ethnic group, ethnic people who live in Burma. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of different groups in yeah, Burma there's too. A lot. <laughs> if you meet someone from Burma in Tasmania, it's 90, it seems to be about 90% it's a Korean. Probably Korean, yeah. I think the Chin people live up in Loni. Okay. Yeah. I was born in Burma, in Myanmar. It's in the, like, I think it's sort of in the Korean state, in the village, I'm not sure exactly where. I was there for four months and due to the war, my parents have to leave the village and we come to um, refugee camp in Thailand. It took them four months on the way, so I was eight months when I got into the refugee camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if I understand rightly, the Karen region of Burma is sort of on the eastern side, near the mostly near the border, border of Thailand? Border, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I did my research. <laughs> and how long were you in uh, the refugee camp for? About 12 years. Okay. Yeah. And what do you what do you remember about that? Did you go to school there? Yes, go to school there. Um, play with friends, run around. We got no um, electricity or anything, so no water, running water at home, and we have bamboo houses. So it was like it's sort of a temporary town. Yes, yeah. yes. Do you remember how you, uh, as a child, what what stands out in your memory about it, or what feelings does it, do you remember having? Just fun. All the neighbor is, you know, is your friend. Like you know, like mostly you know everyone around there. And so, were most of the people, all, all probably all the people, were they from the same region? No, um, I think they're from different, like village sort of thing. But somehow they know, you know, have connect, know each other. Like for example, when you were in, in the 
refugee camp in, in Thailand? What, what sort of things did you do? Like what activities did you do as a child? So we just play with our neighbours. Like we have a rope jumping or we play with the um, stuff people make. Like because we don't have any le- electronic or anything like that. So and we play with each other. Like what? Like what sort of things did you play with? Like what? Give so we would jump rubber band so mm-hmm. we would tie them up together it's like a long rope sort of thing so we would jump over them like we have a group like your group um holding the band and the other group is jumping and then we switch around oh, okay like a skipping skipping rope yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it was like a lot of outdoor outdoor stuff. yeah a lot of outdoor stuff yeah and were there any um facilities for kids at the the camp no we're just playing on the side of the road and because there's no car or any motorbike running so we don't have to worry about that we just play beside the house or like along the road so you sort of had to make your own space your own yeah space your own own fun yeah and so on which is pretty fun i think so if it's rainy we we like run around in the rain. We get wet and dirty and stuff like that. Yeah, so kids are sort of were sort of allowed to do their own thing. Yeah. And what sort of things do you do you learn there? What were the classes like? Oh, they have different subjects as well, like English, science, history, Burmese, Korean, maths, mostly every um, subject sort of thing. And what did your what did your parents do before they had to leave? Burma. Oh, they're like a farmer. Like, so they have like, they do rice farmer or like veggie and they raise chicken and, you know, pigs and animals. So do most people in that, that area, they live in the kind of a rural yes. lifestyle? Yeah, that's how the lifestyle. And uh, if you can, can you explain a bit more about why people had to leave? What, what was the war Because about? of the um, conflict between the Korean people and the Burmese military so they want to take over the place then they we come to the village burn down the houses and kill people sometimes and then just have no choice but you have to leave and leave everything behind yeah so when you arrived in your family arrived in thailand they didn't really have anything no no my mom only have one set of clothes with her when you were living in the refugee camp in, in Thailand, were, were, your, were your parents trying to get get out of there? Were they looking for ways to move? No, um, we've never dreamed that we would be in, you know, Australia or like any other country. We thought one day we we go back to Burma if there's a freedom, you know, but there's still ongoing war two two days. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, my parents made made a good choice, like. They don't know it's Australia, you know, just to go to the third country. But then we got ex- except to Australia. Like how old were you? I was twelve. And at that, like at that time, do you remember what your feelings were? Or, or what? I was so excited because I want to be on a plane because I've never flew in a plane before. <laughs> I, I just got so excited to come. Mm. And did you learn anything about Australia before you? went or did you know anything i think they have a like a two weeks of you know teaching about australia and 
they show us the map where you go and stuff. But I think I'm too young to remember. But my mom said um, she doesn't really want to end up coming because, you know, how Tasmania map is so small. And she was like, that's so tiny, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff like that. So you you knew you were coming to Tasmania specifically? Yes. And then when she asked the teacher who taught us, you know, and then he said he'd been to Australia, but except Tasmania. So that make it a bit, you know, my mum doesn't really feel like she want to come anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And do you remember what your first um, impressions were of Tasmania? Oh, when we hop off the plane, it feel like we're in the fridge because <laughs> we arrive here in August, which okay. is winter time. Yeah. And we're not prepared with like layers of clothes, you know. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you went to school, you came to school in Tasmania? Yes, because I come here in August, so I went to... Um, primary school for a couple months because December it's um, summer holidays and you know how my name is the Korean people will normally have like three word or two word or I think three is mostly three word in the name so my name is Gay Nay Sa and then Sa is my last name and people will think Nay is my middle name so when I first come here when people ask me like What's your name? And because the teacher thought is that, so they just call me gay. Like, mm-hmm. and back then I didn't know. I was like, when my friend asked me, "What's your name?" I was like, "Gay," and they kind of laughed, but I don't understand the meaning back then. Apart from having to adjust to the cold weather, were there any other things that were were a challenge to adapt yes, to? Yes, um, the language, because I couldn't speak English. <laughs> Even though we learned like ABC back in the camp, but that's pretty much it. So we picked everything up here. And how did you um, how did you develop your English, or how long did it take for you to sort of be able to communicate? To now, <laughs> <laughs> well, we went to um, school like, and they have like classes for it's called ESL back yep. then. Yeah. Yep. So we have like classes, and yeah, I think we picked up as we go along. And was it difficult for your your parents to uh, adapt? Yes, very difficult. But I'm proud of them because now they can communicate with, you know, Aussie people. <laughs> but back then, it just you know they got no English as well. And that makes it difficult and a lot of you know to get work. Oh, uh, definitely, especially Tassie. If you don't have the English and you don't have the connection, it's so hard to get a job. But finally, after now, like a, a lot of. Korean people who live in Hobart, you know, they work. Did your pa- your parents get a job eventually? Yeah, they're working now. My dad um, had a job uh, through, Ke- you know, Kelvin. Mm-hmm. So he was working alongside with him. And then now he got a full-time job in um, construction and laboring. And my mum worked in the farm, like veggie, veggie farm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So how, how long did it take them to get the, their first job? Ooh. I think my dad just recently got a job a couple of years ago, but my mum a few years back. So it took them a little while before they... Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, because I know a lot of older older people... It's hard it's, it's for them harder. because of the language and um, communication. Yeah, and if you don't have the language, you can get isolated and you don't and to get a job in Tasmania. It's, yeah, especially in Tassie, if you, have, if you do have a mutual friend, 
and then you don't have the language. It's hot. It's hot. But now I think most people is working now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, employment, unemployment's quite low here, but you still have to know how to find a job. Yes. Yeah. And so on. And how old are your parents actually? Uh, I think they're in the sixties. And part of what I'm interested in my uh, in my podcast is to find out why people stay, <laughs> and, and what they like. You know why? Yeah. I but, feel like home because I, I came here when I was twelve. Yeah. And pretty pretty much grew up here. I think two years ago. I, I uh, moved to WA because my sister lived there. I uh, moved to WA for three years. But I will always think of Tassie as home. Mm-hmm. So when people ask me where you're from and stuff, I was like, from Hoppa, from Tassie, you know. Mm-hmm. And then because my parents and my sister still live here, so I've come back here. Like when you were getting to the end of high school, what did you have any kind of plan or did you have an idea of what you wanted to do with your... when you? when you left? No, uh, I'm not sure at that time. I th- yeah, I thought of doing something in travel. Mm-hmm. So I went to um, college. I was doing tourism course and I really liked it. And after that, after the school, like after year 12, I got a job up in um, Freshener Lodge. Okay. Yeah. I worked there for a while, didn't really like it because it was far away from home as well and I don't have a license to drive back then. Okay. So it's a bit hard to like go up and back. So, yeah. Yeah, it's fairly isolated yes. as well. feel like I'm homesick. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what, what, what kind of job were you doing there? Waitress. So what did you do after that? I went back to TAFE to do um, travel course and then once I finished that, I moved to Western Australia. And so was your main reason for going to Western Australia, was that because you already had your sister there? Yes. And what did you do there? I think I was working in the factory and stuff, but then I realised it's not what I really want to do and it's not a long-term job. Mm-hmm. So I was doing um HK course. After that, I've got a job at the nursing home. In, in Perth? Yes. And what was that like? It's really good. It's a lot better than what I heard from people and what I've expect. In, in what way? Because you helping people. I think I feel happy when I help people, especially in those vulnerable people. Did you find that the way, or have you found that the way we treat older people in here is different from... Very different. Because yeah. for current people, we will look after our elder at home, like we, we don't have the hope for them to go and live or stay there. So we live together in like the same house sort of thing. How long were you working in the aged care home? So I was working there for up to two years, then I moved back here. And then I got a job in aged care as well, but it's not in the facility. It's like a home care. Mm-hmm. I think I love that more. So what do, what do you like about that? So we go to the house, so we help them whatever they need in the house. I love that because they get to still live in their own home and then I get to help them while they still live in their own home. 
and sometimes I, I take them to shopping or like if they have appointment and stuff. It's really enjoying, mm -hmm. I feel like. And how long have you been doing that for? I was doing that for over years. I like it, but it's not enough hours for me. And you have to travel to different places within a day. So I feel like I like it, but I need something else <laughs> for myself. And then I found this job in um, on the newspaper. One day I was looking at the newspaper and then I found a job advertise as a pharmacy assistant up in Claremont and then I decided to ring them up and ask them you know and they, um, they asked me if I have experience I was like no like I have no experience no qualification but I work in you know HK which is kind of related so yeah I'm very blessed to get offered that as a full-time. And what did why did they give you the job do you think what about you were they impressed by? Uh, when I go to meet the manager there, so he was having a chat with me. He just wants someone to be honest, someone to, you know, l like to learn something new, and I'm down for it. Now there's quite a biggish Korean community in yes. Tasmania, isn't there? Yeah, I'm not sure how many, but there's a lot of us here. And a lot of us move to mainland as well because they come here, they feel like, you know, some people move because of no jobs or too cold, like for the elderly people. And also, as I understand, there's a lot of in Korean culture, there's a lot of respect for, for the, the elderly. elderly yeah. how, how are the elderly treated differently in Korean culture compared to maybe here? Like what kind of respect do you have to show? So when we, when we were kids, so if you cross the LD, you have to bounder your head. And then when you're at school or like when you speak, you cross your arm. But here, oh. if you cross your arm, it's rude. Yeah, it looks, <laughs> it looks like you're being a bit aggressive. Yeah, but aggressive. then back home, if you cross your arm, it's me, you, you know, you listen properly, you respect. It's just, yeah, different. What would you say are some of the biggest differences or cultural differences between the Korean culture and what we have in Tasmania? I think we we live as a, even though we're not family by blood, we live as a family. We like to gather to, you know, have meals together. Yeah, stuff like that. So you mean like not, you mean your extended family or just your... your just just like community, neighbors. but neighbours, but more like a family sort of thing. And then... For example, if we have a wedding or birthday, if we like, if I invite you, you can bring your whole family, okay. and you don't need to RSVP. You know, you need you don't need to let us know before you come whether you, you come or not. You like the whole family is welcome. So you just you always prepare for a big meal, yes, extra for everyone. From the sound of it, it seems that uh, Korean culture is much more community-based. Community yes. Yeah, community-based. Yeah. I think it's more to that. Like, for example, it's Christmas and stuff. We don't do family lunch or stuff like that. We do as a... Because I'm a Christian, so we do it as a church community sort of thing. We have, like, games and we have servers. We have, like, concerts. Yeah, yeah well, uh, how... how how do you celebrate Christmas in 
the Korean community? So we have like Christmas games, um, which is would be in it like mostly we do them here on the Saturday. So we have games all day, and then there's like gift for everyone. And then on a Sunday we have the Christmas service, and then sometimes we have the story, the Jesus story. So they do some action story. Okay, yeah. like the um the nativity, like a nativity play. Yes, yeah. And then we have the concert after that, and celebrate, and then have meals together. Yeah, so it's quite a big, a big community event then. Yes. And are there are there any other sort of events like that throughout the year that you? I think. Back in the days, we have like the leaders and stuff, the community leaders and stuff. They have like New Year's and Waystar ceremony, if you know the Korean, like in August. But not like a lot of them move to Mainlander and nobody take the um, responsibility for that place. So we don't really have much other than stuff from church. Yeah. Okay. Not so much in community, but we got. A lot of stuff going on through church. Yeah. Yeah. So does that mean that m- most of the Korean here are are Christians? Yes, but some, um, um, I think Catholic and some Buddhists. We have mix. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any sort of customs or traditions? from the Korean culture that you still continue here? We have the Korean clothes, so we like normally we wear them at church because that's a good opportunity. <laughs> and we still had like, we still cook traditional food at home. So we eat rice with traditional food. So what's an example of uh, traditional food for Korean? So like rice, chili paste, shrimp paste, soup, and I don't know what you call it. It's not a porridge. It's um, called takopo, which is rice with bamboo shoot, and you add them together. Okay. Yeah. Is it easy for, uh, to make that in? Yes, um, because, you know, rice, It's you can get them everywhere, even um, coals and woolies. With bamboo shoot, you, we normally get them from the Asian grocery shop, okay. which is in the tin. It's not fresh, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking it'd be pretty hard to get fresh bamboo in. Oh, rare, out. so rare. Yeah. But sometimes in the um, grocery shop, they they have some to sell. Sometimes. What kind of things do you get together for? So, like birthday servers, um, Thanksgiving servers, on some some anniversary. And when you get together, like how do you how do you celebrate or how do you? It's more like a Christian things. So we go to their place. Whoever invite us, and then we have some prayers there, and then we have some food together. And when you say have some food together, is it like there's a whole lot of food and everyone helps themselves, or is it a form like a formal meal? Everyone help themselves. So yep. the the homeowner will prepare the food, and then. Everyone help themselves. That's the traditional way. Yeah, we don't really have a formal <laughs> meal. I don't think. So, for example, if you invite to Australia wedding, if it's only you, you know, you have, uh, you can't bring your family. Plus, you bring and share food. But with um, Korean culture, the host will prepare everything. No, 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 no.
And do you think, do you see yourself um, staying in Tasmania for the yes. long, long term? It's my home now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and why? I don't know how to explain it, but it just feel like home. Because, you know, half of my childhood, I grew up here. And then it just feel home. <laughs> what about it makes it feel like home? I think I like the mountain because in Burma, we live surrounded by mountains mm -hmm. and we have a like, good lens landscape around here and just the green. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. For example, in Western Australia, there's like flat, you really see a mountain or like something green because it's really dry. And is it, is it, do you have, Lots of connections here now. Yeah, I think I have a strong Korean community here, and it feel like you connect as a family. It feel more as a family. Like, for example, even on a weekday, we all go to work, but sometimes we still invite each other to come have meal together on a weekday. But I feel like in mainland, even though Korean people like. It's really busy schedule. Yeah, it's feel different to me because I've been there, like I've experienced that. So that sort of thing. Yeah, I guess in the on, in the mainland, people just don't have as much time, especially in the bigger cities. Yes, and down here, I feel more connect and more like a family. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of 177 Nations of Tasmania. Don't forget you can also follow us on Spotify, Facebook and Twitter. Just look up 177 Nations of Tasmania. And thank you again for listening.